Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 63, Making Decisions with Your Kids. And we have a review here from Grand Joanne. She says, once again, I am blown away from the life-changing content I pick up from Harmony in the Home. Today, the simple statement of accepting it as it is was a light bulb moment for me. Thanks for sharing, Kelly. If I could summarize the greatest lesson that I received from The Conscious Parent and The Awakened Family and all of other Dr. Shefali books, it is the two words, as is. And it's funny because when we went to find out if we were pregnant or not with Grady to see if the IVF worked, David wore a shirt that says, it is what it is. That was his mantra during all the infertility days and all the testing and all the negative tests and the years of trying and praying and surgeries and everything. And he would always say, it is what it is. This is our cross to bear, Kelly. That's what he would always tell me. And that always helped me kind of see the light during such dark times. And I didn't transfer that over into parenting because I always had an expectation on how I was going to be as a mom. And then when I wasn't meeting that expectation, that's when I would get frustrated. And so instead of being frustrated at myself, I would just take it out of my kids. And they were like, chick, you need to chill out. They were like one in three. And they were pretty much saying like, you need to figure out your own stuff, girl, because we can't do that for you. We're one in three and we're trying not to pee our pants. Okay. So we can't really handle all your emotional baggage. That's what they were saying to me with their behavior. But my ego was so large and so big that I couldn't see it. I was like, clearly it's them. It can't be me. It wasn't that something was wrong with me or something was wrong with them. It was that our ability to connect was missing because I had so many expectations and I wasn't accepting the as is of the children that I had. And so I needed them to mold and be and do and act in a certain way so I could feel like I was being a good mom. And I was using them almost as a pawn to make me feel like a good mom. And because I never felt good enough, then their behavior was never good enough. Because if they were ever getting along, I would say in my head, well, at least they're getting along for these five minutes. I wonder how long this is going to last. Or if my kids were behaving, in my back of my mind, I'd be like, hmm, I wonder what they want. Like I couldn't even give them credit when credit was due because I was so hard on myself. So guess who I was hard on? My kids. And guess how much fun that was for all of us? Not very fun. And so accepting the as is of the children that you have, whether it's the number of children, the gender of children, the space between the children, their temperament, their behavior, accepting the as is takes that story away from it and then it helps you be present in those messy moments and helps sober them up, so to speak, when they're emotionally drunk. And when I say emotionally drunk, I mean when they are in the red zone, when they are flipping out because you peeled the banana wrong and they are seeing red. At that point, it is like speaking to someone who's had too much to drink and you need to be the calm in their storm to quote unquote sober them up. Then when they're out of the red zone, then you can chit chat. You can do a rewind. You can have the consequence if need be. You can have the talk. You can have the chat, but not during the red zone. D-N-E, do not engage. And during that time, everything is N-B-D. You can tell I like initials. N-B-D stands for no big deal because remember, you're just babysitting. 
They're just on loan to you from God, from the creator, from the unicorn, from the stork, from the universe, whatever you believe, they are on loan to you. So you are simply babysitting. So everything is NBD. Just pretend that Lily and Grady are in your house or your niece and nephew, or you're the coach of a soccer team and you have that many kids on your team, or you're a teacher, or you're a counselor, or you're a grandparent, or you're a neighbor stopping by. That is how everything is NBD. Then you can kind of see it from the outside in versus being in it. Because when you're in it, then you all of a sudden join the roller coaster with them. And that's not what they need. Remember the flight attendant analogy. You're just the flight attendant. And the flight is very turbulent. And there's lots of ups and downs. And you hit an air pocket. So what does the flight attendant do? They are the calm in the storm. You can use the DJ analogy. People like the flight attendant analogy. The DJ, when the lights go out or the microphones start to give feedback, everyone turns and looks at the DJ. Is everything okay? What's going on? Fix it. Fix it. And that's what our kids do to us. Is everything okay? Am I okay? Fix it. Fix it. They don't know how to fix it. When they're freaking out and then we freak out, guess what's going to happen? The turbulent plane is going to become even more turbulent. And how do I know? Because I did it. I was the crazy lunatic flight attendant running up and down the aisles because I thought my kids should be happy all the time and I wanted them to happy and I wanted to please them. And so I was exhausted because I was people pleasing my own children. I know it sounds crazy, but I thought if they were happy, then that meant I was a good mom. It was all about me. Oh, breaks my heart to even say it, but that's why I do the podcast. That's why I do the parenting boot camp because I don't want you to struggle. But I know that strength is built in the struggle. So you struggling a little bit is actually working for you because that struggle that I went through is the reason why the podcast was born. What I was really thinking was when I figure out what's wrong with my kids, I'm gonna share it with the world. And the cool thing is there's nothing wrong with your kids. There was nothing wrong with my kids. There's nothing wrong with you. And there was nothing wrong with me. It was that the big old honking ego was right in the way. And ego is just fear and lack. And the fear and lack is always rooted in I'm not good enough. So that's why when you detach and you see yourself as babysitting, then it gets a whole lot easier. Like, oh, I can be the calm in the storm. This child is having a hard time, not giving me a hard time. So as you're raising your children, you're going to have to make a gabillion and a half decisions for them. And those decisions are going to come with lots of judgment. There is not a path you can take that does not have judgment. There is only one way to avoid criticism, and that is by Aristotle. There is only one way to avoid criticism, and everyone's like, how, how, how? It is to do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. So just know that judgment is part of the game, and that's okay. Because the person who judges you is right, and the person who is making the decisions is right too. Because no one wants to be criticized. Everyone wants to know the right way to parent. And I hope this podcast is allowing you to unleash the power within you that there are a lot of right ways to parent. So you are going to make decisions. Sometimes people will agree with you and sometimes they won't. And I love this quote by Mother Teresa. You know how I am with quotes. She says, people are often unreasonable and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. She says, if you are kind, people may accuse you of ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anyway. She says, if you are honest, people may cheat you. Be honest anyway. What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. You build it anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. You do good anyway. Give the world the best you have and it may never be enough. Give your best anyway. Isn't this good? I wish I wrote this. She said, you see, in the final analysis, it is between you and your God. It was never between you and them anyway. 
Can we drop the mic? If I could drop this mic on the ground and I didn't have misophonia, I would. Because that is so true. You do it anyway. What she's pretty much saying, if I were to analyze, is to focus on your side of the street only. And no matter what path you choose, there will be judgment, there will be criticism, and that's okay. Because sometimes you, me, we judge and criticize other people, sometimes in our heads, sometimes to their face, sometimes with backhanded compliments, sometimes by gossiping around them behind their back. So we control our side of the street. And I want to share with something that helped me before I even became a mom, that my sister's advice to me was when she was going through a difficult decision, I think it was switching her child's teacher. And it was a very difficult decision for her to make. And she said, and this also helped me while I was going through all the infertility years, because while we were going through that, we got more advice than you would get on the Dr. Phil show. If we were on the Dr. Phil show every single day for six years, it was incessant. And it wasn't that people didn't mean well. It's just that they didn't know that we were hearing the same thing from 17 other people. And so my sister really helped me with that. And when she was going through something, she said, you know, you're going to make decisions in your life that some people will agree with and some people won't agree with. But in the end, you are the person that has spent the most time thinking, analyzing, making pros and cons, talking to your spouse if applicable, talking to your kids if it involves them. No one loves your child as much as you do other than your spouse. No one loses sleep over that decision. No one agonizes it morning, noon, and night. And no one could possibly think about what you're thinking about at the level that you're thinking about it. So when you know that and you go to pass judgment on someone else, then you remind yourself, wait a minute, I haven't lost any sleep over this decision. This is their decision to make. Same goes when you make a decision and other people will say the little comments, like, have you ever thought about this? Oh, that's surprising that you're doing that. Why would you do it that way? Those little comments that make you doubt the decision that you've lost so much sleep over, that is when you just stay in your lane. That person does not mean any ill will, and that person is just making conversation. Sometimes they make an offhanded comment and we turn it into this huge grain of salt. And we lose sleep and we obsess about it. And why'd she say that? Why'd she say that in front of other people? It might be a relative. It might be your mom. It might be your dad. It might be your mother-in-law. It might be your father-in-law. It might be your brother. It might be your sister. It might be your greedy, greedy grandpappy. But the reason why that comment stung is because it's something that you've lost sleep over thinking about that option or that situation. So you just have to remind yourself. You don't have to remind them because they don't mean any ill will. Just like when you say the little comment, you don't understand how much that hurts other people because it stings because they're unsure about their own decision. So there's going to be lots of things that you're going to make decisions and you're not going to know if it's the right one. But you make the decision and then you make it the right decision because there is something called decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is when you think about something over and over and over, and that is like going on a merry-go-round and never getting off. And when you're on that merry-go-round, it's more exhausting than making the decision and then making that decision the right decision because your brain gets tired of thinking about that over and over and over. So then when you finally do make the decision, whether it's to move your child out of a class, to do in vitro, to have babies, to buy the house, to have more babies, to not have babies, just know that the comments will follow and that's okay. Because that person who's saying, when are you going to have kids, let's say, doesn't know that you already heard that 16 times that day. Like when we were going through infertility for so many years, the amount of times that people told me to just relax made me a little ragey. 
because when they would say just relax, I would think to myself, I think I'm relaxed, but now I'm not relaxed because I'm thinking, am I not relaxed enough? Am I the reason why that we're not having the babies is because I'm not relaxed enough? So then I was getting stressed because I wasn't relaxed about being relaxed. It's kind of like Lily when she was taking the test, I think in third or fourth grade, she's like, mommy, I can't sleep tonight. I'm like, really? You nervous about the test? She's like, no, everyone kept telling me to get a good night's rest. I heard it from my teacher. I heard it from my friends. I heard it from the announcements. Then they came by my classroom and reminded me. Then there was a sticker that got put on my shirt that said to get a good night's rest. And now they've talked about getting a good night's rest so much, something that has come natural to me for my whole life. I can't sleep because I'm so worried about getting a good night's rest. Do you see how that can backfire? So I want to remind you of what my sister told me, and this applies to all of the decisions. And they're all right decisions. This is another quote from At The Mother Side UK. She says, everyone will have an opinion on how you should parent your children. Friends, families, strangers, in the street, parenting experts, and other professionals. Empowered parenting is realizing that the only parenting experts we need is to listen to our own children and listen to our own inner voice and listen to our gut and listen to the messaging. I love the quote. I think Shalene Johnson said it. When you pray, you're talking to God. And when you meditate, God's always talking to you. So when you get out of ego and you get out of what comparison of what other people are doing, you have to look at your child, your child's temperament, your child's environment, how old your child is, what the gender is. All of those factors come in. Whether you're deciding whether you want to send them back to school, you want to homeschool, you're going to do virtual school, you're going to do a hybrid, you're going to do unschooling. Do you see how many choices there are? And they're all the right decision because you have to look at the whole child. You can't just say, this is the one size fits all because what even what I do for Grady and what we decide for Lily are two different things because what are we looking at? We're looking at the age of the child, the gender of the child, the temperament of the child, the environment of the child. I wish there was a way that there was to say one size fits all for all parenting. It would make parenting super boring, but it would make a lot more parents feel empowered that this is the right decision. And I am here to tell you that there are a lot of right decisions to make for your children. Just like sending them to school is the right decision. Keeping them home, the right decision. Homeschooling, where you're the teacher, the right decision. Hybrid, right decision. Why is it the right decision? Because you're looking at the whole child their age, their temperament, their gender, their environment. And you're looking at all those different factors and guess who loses sleep over those decisions? That would be you. So when the person, whoever it is, the family, the friend, the stranger in the street, the other parenting expert, the other professionals, when they give their opinion, that is okay because their opinion is right too. Do you see how they can both be right? I talked about it with co-sleeping. There is no right or wrong. There are two right ways of doing it, co-sleeping or they sleep in their own bed. So I asked you all for some examples of some parenting decisions. And I love you all so much because you come up with ideas way bigger than I could have. I had a pretty hefty list and you guys quadrupled it. So that's why I always call this podcast our podcast because without you, there would be no podcast. Not only do you listen to the podcast, But when I do a call out or I do a poll or I do a brainstorm list, you create this podcast. So this is why I call it our podcast. So don't ever say, Kelly, I haven't listened to your podcast in a while. I want you to say, Kelly, I haven't listened to our podcast in a while. Or Kelly, I love your podcast. 
you now have to say, it's a rule, and I'll know you listen because you're going to say, I love our podcast. I'm like, yeah, baby. So listen to some examples that you guys came up with. You guys did. Vaccination versus non-vaccination. Homeschool versus public school. Co-sleeping versus sleep training. Attachment parenting or not attachment parenting. Cloth diapers versus disposal. Divorce or staying married. Pacifier versus thumb sucking. Starting kindergarten when they're close to the birthday cutoff. Daycare versus home care when they're little. Work outside the home mom or be a stay-at-home mom. This goes for dads too. Spanking or not spanking. Extend rear-facing seating or not. Baby-led weaning or puree. Electronics or none. TV in room or no TV. Co-parenting versus single-parent life versus married parents together life. TV before the age of two or not before. Do you see how many decisions we make? And so many of them are just a wild guess. And most of them, you are the ones that are thinking it through and you have to do what's best for your family, your kids, and all the people that are living within your four walls. They get the vote. If you're divorced, then you have to consult with the mama or the daddy because they get a say too. Because you love that child so much. And guess who else loves that child so much? The other parent, the step parents. They all love that child and they all want what's best for that child. Eating the meals you cook or separate food they like. Social media versus no social media. Posting stories and kids on social media or not. Allowance for the jobs or it's just a duty that they contribute to the family. Allow sleepovers or not allow sleepovers. Playing outside unsupervised or supervise them at all times. And I'm like, you guys are so good. Teaching your older teen how to drink or waiting till they're 21. What's a good curfew for teens? Chores or let them be little? Should we have strict bedtime or loose bedtime? One piece or a two piece bathing suit? Do you now see how both of these are completely polar opposite, but they're both the right decision. Because remember, you're the one losing sleep. You're the one that loves that child inside and out. You're the one that knows that child inside and out. Should we have strict screen time or regulated screen time? Virtual school versus homeschool versus in-home learning during a pandemic. Like, are you kidding me? Mask or no mask? Crying it out versus not crying it out. Spanking or not spanking. Eating fast food versus home cooked. Can you believe how good these are? And so many of them I didn't even think about. So many of them we make the decision and we don't even think twice about it. And a lot of times it's based on how we were raised. So we go to make the decision. We're like, well, how was it like when I was born, when I was a kid? And then we use that as an, even if we didn't like it, we still do it because it feels familiar. So I want you to question everything. And on this podcast, and when you're doing the parenting bootcamp or when you're reading the books, I want you to learn a lot from our podcast, but I also want you to unlearn a lot. I want you to question everything. And then you have to like your reason. If you choose homeschool, you choose virtual school, you choose in-person school, you make the decision and then you like your reason. Your reason behind it is because it feels good and it's the right decision for your child, not because what your neighbors are doing or what your mother-in-law said or what your mother suggested. I have a lot of clients I work with that cannot make decisions for themselves because they're so used to an overbearing mother who made all of the little and big decisions when they were younger. So then they become an adult and it's hard to detach that umbilical cord and not call mom or dad for approval of all of those decisions. Now listen to me here. There are going to be decisions that you're going to make with your kids that your parents aren't going to agree with. (gasps) Are you going to be okay with that? If you like your reason, then yes, that is empowered parenting. That is confident parenting. That is saying, yes, I can see where they're talking about. I can see why they would wonder why I'm giving my child a cell phone at this age. They didn't have cell phones back when they were younger. I get that. 
So you can have compassion and love and grace if they are judging you or they do make the backhanded comments because you know in your heart that you and your spouse or the father or the mother love that child so much and you are connected to that child in a way that nobody else in this whole world is connected to that child. And you are the one making the lists, whether it's in your head or it's an Excel spreadsheet, you're having the talks in the car, you're going back and forth. It's okay to ask for outside opinions, but use it with a grain of salt based on where the opinions are coming from. If it's someone at Walmart, when you're talking in the aisles, walking by, it's a small grain of salt. If it's with your spouse or with your kids, big grain of salt. Do you see how you give concern and care in proportion to where it's coming from? That's why creating your Saturn is so important because the grain of salt and the grain of weight, their opinion and their feedback is given the same proportion of where they are in Saturn. Doesn't mean you love them less, doesn't mean you love them more. You can give in proportion to where they are in Saturn. The reason why I mentioned cell phones or not, because someone said cell phone or not, in what age? Allowances versus chores. Circumcising versus not circumcising. Walking with a backpack leash or holding hands. Let baby walk in walkers or no walkers. Have babies wear socks or shoes to go barefoot. Infant ear piercing or old enough for consent. Placement of car seats and shopping carts. Online playdate versus real in-person playdates. Toughen them up or coddling them. Plain clothes or via company logo clothing. I think she means like, Tommy Hilfiger, Reebok, Nike versus plain clothes from Walmart, Target. Video games versus board games. Computer reading versus book reading. Do you see the insanity? And all of those are correct. You put them in plain clothes, that's the right decision. You put them in Reebok, that's the right decision. If you like your reason, if you're putting them in Reebok because you like the quality and you like the little symbol, whatever the Reebok symbol is, then you like your reason, then you get the Reebok. If you're saving money and you feel like they won't run out of their clothes so fast and they outgrow their clothes and you're doing plain clothes, then you like your reason and you do it that way. Now, choosing plain clothes because your mom or dad says to or choosing name brand because your neighbor or your greedy greedy grandpappy says to or they do, that's probably not a reason you're going to like because when you're always looking at other people's side of the street, they are going to do what's best for their children. So then if you're making and following and copying and doing what they're doing, then you're making decisions based on what's best for their children. Does that make sense? So that's why it becomes super empowering and you become a confident parent knowing that no matter what, if you choose plain clothes or the logos, they're both the right decisions. So then when you see someone else, your ego won't get flared and say, oh, maybe I should buy them the Reebok. And I only bring up Reebok because when I was younger, my mom ingrained in our brain. We don't follow trends. We were never allowed Jordash. We were never allowed Bad Al Sassoon jeans. We were never allowed. I wanted Reebok high tops so badly. I'm like, mom, please, please, please. She's like, no, they're too expensive. We don't follow trends. We don't follow logos. We don't buy. And I love that she taught me that. I didn't understand the lesson that she was teaching me then. So she got me Stadia high tops. And I whited out the word Stadia and put the word Reebok with pencil. Can you spell the word loser even bigger? I don't think she ever knew I was doing that. We were invited to a birthday party and you had to bring a Cabbage Patch doll. And she's like, no, I am not buying you. You can go with the teddy bear, but I'm not buying a Cabbage Patch doll for $60 just so you can go to this party. Had no idea. But now when my kids want to buy the things, I'm like, we don't follow trends. <laughs> but I like my reason. We don't always have to get the latest and greatest because the, when you get the latest and greatest, then they're always going to have destination addiction thinking something's better somewhere else. So if your parents chose it and you liked it then or 
like me, I didn't like it then, but I love it now, then you like your reason for not doing it or for doing it. If you didn't like it then and you didn't like it now, you don't have to keep doing it just because your parents did it. That was one way. The opposite of that way is also right. So then you can kind of let go and know that you're in your side of the street and you're in your lane and then your neighbors and your mom or your dad or your mother-in-law or your brother-in-law or your sister's kids or your brother's kids or your in-laws, they're going to have different paths in their lane and that's the right decision too. You want the path with most resistance, not the path of least resistance. It's okay for people to disagree whether you vaccinate, you circumcise, you co-sleep, you breastfeed, you formula feed, you wean, you baby wean, all those things, it's all up to you. And that's super fun and empowering because you're going to like your reason and feel confident in your reason and feel empowered in your reason and know that no one obsesses, probably overthinks, loses sleep, makes lists, have the discussions, has the bigger grain of salt than you and the other parent and that child. And when you come from that place, it's always coming from abundance. And then you're always confident in your decisions. Even when you look back and be like, hmm, probably shouldn't have done it that way. You're still okay with it because when you know better, you do better. So I hope this helped with whatever decision you're making and the million other decisions you're going to make this week because they never go away and that's okay. We don't want them to. I love you guys. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.